Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri Basin Conference call. This call is provided is held to provide an update of current runoff conditions, um, levee repairs, and weather forecast outlooks. Uh, the next call is scheduled for November 7th at 3 p.m. This call is a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, including levy sponsors and emergency managers, as well as the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be your moderator. This call is recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dbidshub.net slash unit slash USACE dash NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. The forced mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your own mute function and do not place the call on hold. We will have an answer, a question and answer session at the end of the call. The agenda is as follows. The National Weather Service will provide an update of river stages, river forecasts, and weather forecasts. The Missouri River Water Management Division will provide an update of inflows, reservoir storage, and release plans. The Kansas City District Water Management will provide an update of lower basin reservoirs and plant releases. Kansas City District Emergency Managers will provide an update on levees in their area of responsibility. And the Omaha District will provide an update on levees in their area of responsibility. With that, I will turn the call over to Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service. Kevin? Thank you, Eileen. On behalf of the National Weather Service, I'd like to uh, thank the Corps of Engineers again for inviting us to participate in these series of calls. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Kevin Lau, and I'm with the National Weather Service Missouri Basin River Forecast Center. Uh, the past month since our last call has remained hydrologically active. We have had precipitation across the entire Missouri River Basin, with significant rainfall occurring over eastern Montana, all of North Dakota, eastern South Dakota, and across Iowa and into northern Missouri. Some locations receiving in excess of 400% of normal for this period of time. Many locations have received in excess of six inches of rainfall, and a few pockets have had excess of 10 inches since our last call. And we've also developed an early season snowpack over much of the upper basin, including Montana, Wyoming, and the western Dakotas. Estimates of plain snow water equivalent that is, the water contained in that snowpack, vary from a trace upwards to an inch. However, we are now watching an evolving winter storm extending from southeastern Montana into the Dakotas. This winter storm will significantly impact the eastern half of the Dakotas. Uh, it's already started and will go through Saturday. The snow water equivalent associated with this evolving system in the Dakotas could bring as much as three inches of snow water equivalent. Currently within the Missouri Basin, we have ongoing flooding. In the state of South Dakota, we have minor flooding along the James River and minor flooding occurring along the Big Sioux. In the state of Iowa, we have minor flooding along the Big Sioux. In the state of Kansas, we have minor flooding along the Big Blue River just upstream of Tuttle Creek Reservoir. And along the Missouri River itself, we have minor flooding in the Blair, Nebraska reach, and we have minor to moderate level flooding 
in the 500-mile stretch from Nebraska City to the mouth, with the exception of Kansas City proper. Looking over the next seven days, uh, as I mentioned earlier, a winter storm is now affecting the northern plains today through Saturday. As temperatures moderate toward the latter half of October, the snow melt from this week's winter storm will result in renewed flooding in the North Dakota portion of the James Basin and will add to the ongoing flooding uh, that's already occurring in the lower James River in South Dakota. In addition to this winter storm affecting the northern plains, moderately heavy rain is now falling across the state of Missouri. <clears throat> this rain with the rain that fell across Missouri during the past 24 hours ending at um, uh, 7 o'clock this morning will likely cause minor flooding along many of the tributaries to the Missouri River over the next couple of days. These tributary contributions to the Missouri uh, main stem will slow the current recession of the Missouri River downstream of Kansas City. Once we get past the winter storm uh, that should uh, exit the uh, basin on Saturday, the uh, Missouri River basin is clear of precipitation for the remainder of the seven-day period. That is, we are clear Sunday through Wednesday. In fact, I believe we are clear until uh, Friday week. Unfortunately, long-range outlooks favor the odds of a wetter-than-normal condition remaining for the Missouri Basin at least through January. The National Weather Service will issue the first quantitative spring flood river outlook for the basin in early February 2020. Thank you, and that concludes my National Weather Service brief. Thanks, Kevin. I will hand it over to John Remus with Missouri River Water Management Division. <clears throat> Thank you, Arlene. Good afternoon. I'm John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Main Stem Reservoir System. Life safety is our priority and the flood control purpose is driving our decisions and has been driving those decisions since March of 2018. It is important to understand that floods can and will occur regardless of basin or system conditions, including ice-induced flooding during the winter freeze-in and spring breakout periods and flooding due to thunderstorms, particularly along the lower Missouri River, which cannot be mitigated by the operation of the main stem reservoirs. Before I ask members of my staff to provide specifics with respect to the Missouri River main stem reservoir status and operations, it is important to understand that the volume, timing, and location at which runoff enters the system significantly impacts the timing and amount of releases. Each runoff season or flood event is unique. Care should be taken when comparing one event to another. 2019 continues to be a very wet year throughout the basin. This has led to excessive runoff into the reservoirs and into the unregulated system below, unregulated streams below the system. The system status and operations that will be described in a few minutes are aimed at evacuating the water from the flood control zones in the reservoirs before the 2020 runoff season begins. We will continue to evaluate conditions on the ground and make the adjustments as necessary. That concludes, my, that concludes my remarks. Thank you very much. I'll turn it over to Kevin Grody. Good afternoon. My name is Kevin Grody. I'm the Reservoir Regulation Team Lead from the Missouri Basin Water Management Office. The 2019 calendar year runoff forecast for the Upper Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, is 61.0 million acre feet, which is nearly two and a half times average. 
As of October 10th, today, the upper basin runoff observed is 54.7 million acre feet. So that means that the 2019 runoff has already exceeded the 1997 total runoff volume, which was 49 million acre feet. And until this year was the second highest runoff in 121 years of record keeping. If realized, the forecast for 2019 of 61.0 million acre feet would equal the previous record runoff, which was established in 2011. So let's talk about what's happened. September runoff was much above average in all reaches. In particular, continued heavy and widespread rain, rains in South Dakota resulted in record September runoff in the lower mainstem reaches. So the runoff from Gavin's Point to Sioux City was more than 16 times the long-term average and more than twice the previous record. The Gavin's Point runoff was more than four times average and almost twice the previous record. The runoff into Fort Randall was 12 times average and set a new record. And the runoff into Oahe was more than four, time average, four times average. So looking forward over the next three months, our October runoff forecast, uh, or the forecast that we made on October 1, shows that we are expecting above average runoff for the remaining three months of 2019. Now, for the month of October, we forecast that the runoff during this month would be three times the long-term average. And if that is realized, it would set a record for October runoff. Now, we're expecting three times average, largely in part to the tributaries that are continuing to flow much above average uh, due to the September rains, along with the soil moisture conditions being extremely wet. And this all limits infiltration from any rain events. Through the first 10 days of October, the runoff has been what we expected, about three times average. For November and December, our forecast indicates that we are expecting inflows to be about twice average. So now I'll turn to Mike, uh, and he can talk about the reservoir studies. Okay, thanks, Kevin. The long-range monthly studies were updated and posted last week and are based on the monthly runoff forecast that Kevin just discussed. The basic study has Gavin's Point releases being held at 80,000 CFS through November and then stepping down to the winter release rate of 22,000 CFS by about mid-December. System storage is currently 63.2 million acre feet, a decrease of about 0.9 million acre feet since the end of September. 7.1 million acre feet of the 16.3 million acre feet of total flood storage is occupied. Yesterday, we posted an updated short-range or three-week forecast to our website. This forecast is generally tracking with the monthly study and shows Gavin's Point releases will be held at 80,000 CFS through October to manage reservoir levels and continue evacuating water from the reservoirs. Fort Randall Reservoir is at elevation 1355.8, down 3.1 feet since the end of September. Releases from Fort Randall are currently 74,500 CFS and are expected to remain near that rate over the next week. Milwaukee Reservoir is at elevation 1614.2, down 0.7 feet since the end of September. The reservoir is 6.7 feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. 
Releases from the law here are currently about 61,000 CFS and will be increased to 62,000 CFS next Tuesday. Garrison Reservoirs at elevation 1845.1, down 0.7 feet since the end of September. The reservoir is 7.6 feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. Releases are forecasted to remain at 46,000 CFS through October. Fort Peck Reservoir is at elevation 2242.2, down 0.5 feet since the end of September. The reservoir is 8.2 feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. Releases from Fort Peck are expected to remain at 15,000 CFS through October. We will continue to monitor conditions in the basin and make any necessary release adjustments as we continue through the fall. That concludes my update. Thanks, Mike. John? Yes, John Remus again. I just want to uh, reiterate a couple of things that uh, Kevin and Mike have said. Uh, we do have a lot of water coming that has already come into the system. We're expecting uh, quite a bit more. Uh, and our goal is to evacuate all of the flood control storage in the system. We are monitoring this on a daily basis and sometimes a couple times a day. And um, with the precipitation that has taken place, and as uh, Kevin Lau said, there's an increased chance of above average uh, precipitation in the basin through the end of the year. Uh, we, we may have to go up. Uh, we are doing everything we can to, to prevent that, but uh, there's always a chance that we may have increased system releases. We just want people to know that. We have no plans to do that at this time, but that is a possibility. And with that, I'll turn it back to Eileen. Thank you. Thanks, John. And I'll hand it to Kansas City District uh, Water Management. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, good afternoon. Hey, Chris, can you turn down the volume just a little bit? You, your uh, voice reverberates when you speak on the speaker. Okay. Okay. That's better. Good afternoon. Uh, my name is Chris Perzer. I'm the Water Management Section Chief here in Kansas City District. Uh, today I'm providing an update on the current reservoir conditions within the Kansas City District and water management decisions moving forward. While we are monitoring and operating all 18 of our district reservoirs, today we are focused on reservoirs in the Kansas Basin uh, to include uh, the Republican River Basin. As a whole, uh, the four reservoirs in the lower Kansas Basin are at 54% of their combined flood control storage uh, occupied. Uh, the following are this morning's reservoir conditions. Their percent of flood control pool occupied and uh, the feet above their normal pool. Uh, Harlan County, 25% occupied and 9 feet above normal. Milford, 53% occupied, 19 feet above normal. Tuff Creek, 59% occupied and 44 feet above normal. Perry, 49% occupied and 17 feet above normal. Clinton, 35% occupied and 12 feet above normal. Um, I would point out that um, all other um, of the Kansas City districts um, projects, flood control projects are 25% occupied or less. So the only flooding that we've got ongoing right now is within the Kansas Basin. Tuttle Creek and Milford have water accumulating in their phase two flood control storage, and therefore our Missouri River flow constraint at Waverly is 180,000. 
consequently, projects with occupied phase one storage are at this time restricted to zero or low flow releases, and that includes Harlan County, Terry, and Clinton. Presently, Milford is releasing 1,000 CFS and may increase to 2,000 CFS tomorrow. Today, Kettle Creek is releasing 6,000 CFS and may increase to 10,000 CFS in the next few days. Without significant further rains, all Phase two storage will be evacuated within the next 14 days. The release schedules from Tuttle Creek and Milford uh, will be adjusted within this window to permit the follow-on release of Phase one storage. For the release of Phase one storage to occur, there must be space in the river at Waverly below 140,000 CFS. Presently, we anticipate that Flood storage, all flood storage in the Kansas Basin Reservoirs will be emptied by late December, plus or minus two weeks, depending on basin conditions. Um, thank you. This concludes my update. Thanks, Chris, and to you, Judd. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm Judd Management Chief for the Kansas City District. Uh, our emergency operations center remains activated at level two partial activation. Uh, we'll continue to operate at level two until further notice. Uh, right now, this is the longest EOC activation in the district's history. Uh, we have been continuously activated since March 13th of this year. If at any time assistance is needed, please call our 24-hour emergency line at 816-426-6320. Again, that number is 816-426-6320. Uh, leave your name, number, and a short message, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. As uh, Missouri River levels are forecast to remain higher than normal over the next few months, uh, we continue to monitor river conditions and we remain prepared to fulfill requests for both technical and direct assistance on an as-needed basis. Uh, requests for levee rehabilitation assistance uh, remain unchanged since our last report and they stand at 106. Uh, we believe this will result in approximately 67 uh, levee rehabilitation projects or project information uh, reports after uh, bundling multiple requests for segmented levy systems and accounting for duplicate requests. Uh, we have submitted 54 project information reports to Northwestern Division for approval, and 50 of those projects have been approved, and we are now entering the engineering and design phase with those 50 projects. Three of the, uh, three of the approved projects have recently been advertised for construction, and bids are due back by late October and early November. Uh, we anticipate the majority of levy rehab projects to be advertised this winter with bids following 30 days from the date of advertisement. Uh, we conducted two uh, three levy sponsor outreach meetings, uh, one at the Missouri River Office in Napoleon, Missouri, and one at the Holt County Courthouse in Oregon, Missouri. Uh, both meetings were very well attended with 40-plus levy owner-operators. Uh, the intent of uh, these meetings is to keep levy sponsors informed of the rehabilitation process and to provide guidance on cost share options, real estate agreements, easements, and project cooperation agreements, all of which are required before uh, we can execute a construction project. Uh, we will hold the third and final levy sponsor outreach meeting on October 29th in Washington, Missouri from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The meeting will be held in the council chambers of the Washington City Hall. That's located at 405 Jefferson Street, Washington, Missouri. Again, the meeting is October 29th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 
and it's located at the City Hall at 405 Jefferson Street in Washington, Missouri. Uh, construction on the emergency measure to close the breaches on the Big Tarkio uh, levee in Hope County, Missouri has been stalled due to high water. Uh, before construction was halted, work on the left descending bank was 90% complete, while work on the right descending bank was 75% complete. Uh, construction will begin on both banks once conditions allow for safe access to the site. Uh, rock placement at the Mill Creek uh, emergency closure continues to be stalled due to inaccessibility related to flooding. Uh, we have a plan in place to improve our access to the site by raising Highway 111, and we're currently working through a contract modification to accomplish the task. We're also working through a couple permit issues, one with uh, BNSF Railroad and one with MoDOT. As a final note, uh, please be aware, as higher than normal river levels persist throughout the region, uh, flood water always poses a threat to life safety uh, so please be safe and always pay attention to watches and warnings issued by the National Weather Service. Thank you, and this concludes the district's remarks. Okay, thanks, Judge. Uh, Matt? Yeah, thanks, Eileen. Good afternoon. This is Matt Kraske, the Readiness Branch Chief with the Army Corps of Engineers Omaha District. The Omaha District EOC remains activated at level three watch status, and we remain fully focused on the rehabilitation efforts within our area of operations. To date, we've completed 13 initial breach closures within the Omaha District. 10 of the breach closures are on the main stem Missouri River, and three of the closures are on the Platte River. We have 26 breach closures remaining on the left bank of the Missouri River. <coughs> Status update for our construction projects, the Missouri River Levy Unit R616-613 construction contract, which was awarded on August 7th, has a con contract completion date of the 5th of November. The work on R616-613 is scheduled to be complete on the 14th of October. The remaining work on Levy Unit R613 remains on schedule. We continue close coordination with the levy sponsor, which is the Papio, Missouri Natural Resources District. Levy Unit L611614, a follow-on contract was awarded on the 7th of September. Clay import and placement began on the 27th of September and continues today. This contract, which has a 120-day period of performance, consists of placing clay material on the previously placed sand side slopes and repairing the levee damage north and south of Highway 34. Levy Unit L601 emergency breach closure uh, is substantially complete and the contractor will be demobilizing this week. For Levy Unit L575, the interim repairs, the areas are receiving additional sand burn width and riverside face protection. These efforts are necessary for the final repairs and will be capped with a clay facing material that is currently being mined and stockpiled on site. For levy unit L594, a contract was awarded on the 16th of September to close the breaches east and west of the BNSF Railroad. A temporary closure was placed in the Wabanzi Creek to help aid the construction of the breach closures by stopping backwater effects from the Missouri River. This closure will be removed upon completion of the breach closures. <clears throat> For Levy L550 A and B breach repairs, these initial repairs are nearing completion and we are preparing to move forward with the interim repair contracts. 
Finally, for the Hamburg Ditch 6 levy, we continue coordination with the City of Hamburg. It was determined in a meeting with the City to postpone construction until the spring of 2020. This determination was made for numbers of reasons, including the fact that there is still water on both sides of the levee, making construction nearly impossible, and the City's desire to not change the current level of protection until after spring. On the tributary projects, we have completed the project in Pierce, Nebraska, and have awarded six additional projects. These projects, which have been awarded, are located in Scribner, Nebraska, Western Sarpy County, Nebraska, Broken Bow, Nebraska, Columbus, Nebraska, Ida Grove, Iowa, and the Cedar Creek Levee in Nebraska. For regular updates on our repair efforts to the flood control structures in the Missouri River Basin, please visit the Omaha District System Restoration webpage at https colon forward slash forward slash www.nwo.usace.army.mil. Click the red levy status updates icon on the left side of the page where you will find the means to track the status updates and view photos and videos. Life safety continues to be our number one focus while undertaking the repair and rehabilitation of the levee systems. We continue to work with federal, state, and local emergency management agencies to keep the public informed. This concludes my comments. Thanks, Eileen. Thank you, Matt. We have 65 people on our call today. I want to thank you all for joining us. I also want to remind you that October 22nd through 25th will be our fall public meeting. We have the specific locations, dates, and times on our website at www.nwd.usace.army.mil slash mrwm and click on public meetings. We also have each meeting set up as an event on our Facebook site, NWDUSACE. The dates are as follows. October 22nd will be at Fort Peck, Montana in Bismarck, North Dakota. October 23rd will be in Fort Pierce, South Dakota in Sioux City, Iowa. October 24th will be in Smithville, Missouri and Nebraska City, Nebraska. And October 25th will be in Jefferson City, Missouri. I'll now move into the question and answer session. We'll field questions from congressional delegation members, tribes, state and local government officials. And after we've completed questions with stakeholders, uh, we'll move to members of the press. Um, you remember to press star six to unmute your phone to ask your question. Please state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. Again, uh, congressional, tribal, state, local government officials, emergency managers, and levy sponsors, and then we'll move to media. Starting with the state of Iowa, any questions? Kansas. Missouri. I have a question. Yes, go ahead. Uh, this is Joe Gibbs. I'm with Levy and Drainage District Association. Go ahead. Um, just a minute. Uh, the question I have, uh, what is the percent of the of flow in the river that's regulated? At what location? Uh, well, Waverly, St. Joe, Herman, uh, that, that seems to be a pretty good uh, place. Uh, 
uh, uh, Joe, this is this is Chris Berger in Kansas City. So uh, St. Joe is currently flowing 148,000, and with 80,000 coming out of Gavin's Point, there's 46% um, of the flow in the river is unregulated, and 54% is reservoir releases. Um, hey. as you see at St. Joe today. In Jefferson City, um, currently it's running 237,000 CFS. Um, and that would you can break that out with um, there are Gavin's Point releases as well as some releases from Kansas City District Reservoirs, making up a total of about 37 percent of that 237,000, um, with the remaining 148,000 CFS being unregulated uh, inflows, or about 60 percent of the total flow at Jeff City. And Herman is similar. Um, it's it's running 254,000 right now, and the sum total of reservoir releases there today it makes up about 36% of the total flow, with the balance of uh, 159,000 CFS being unregulated flows, or about 63%. Thank you. That answer your question. Yep, you bet. You bet. Thanks, Joe. Uh, any other questions from the state of Missouri? When is the uh, next phone call? It'll be November 7th. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Again, uh, congressional, tribal, state, and local government officials, emergency managers, levy sponsors, uh, state of Montana, star six to unmute your phone. Nebraska. North Dakota. South Dakota, Wyoming. All right, we'll move to members of the media. Again, State of Iowa, Kansas, star six to unmute your phone, state your name and organization, Missouri. Hi, this is uh, Dennis Sharkey from Mount City News. Uh, my, my name's Joel Euler, and I'm a... Uh... Joel, hold on a second. Dennis Sharkey has a question. Yes, we'll you yes. Thank you. Okay, I got a question for um, Jed. Um, when you guys were here a couple weeks ago, um, it sounded like you had moved off of the raising the highway option and gone to the little for the temporary crossing, and now it sounds like you're back to the raising the highway option. How did how did you guys kind of get to that, that point? Uh, it's all based off of uh, cost estimates, I believe. So uh, it turns out that the road was uh, uh, was a little cheaper and uh, probably a little easier to perform. So uh, right now they have a proposal out to the contractor and they're, they're trying to work through that. But, yeah, it's primarily based on cost. Do they have any kind of timetable when they think they might be able to get back into the big Tarkio project or the or start that project on Mill Creek? Uh, we don't. We've been uh, we've been holding about 23 feet at Rulo, uh, which puts us about six feet over flood stage. We really need to be in that 19 or 20 foot stage, um, probably for at least a week before that water drains out of there and we can gain access. Uh, we did fly over. Uh, earlier this week, and, and there's a lot of water in there. So uh, once the water um, recedes, the contractor will have to do some 
some uh, preliminary work to be able to haul again because it did impact their haul roads and work platform and that kind of thing. So uh, once they get in there, they'll have to do a little cleanup before they can actually start moving rock again. Okay, thanks. And then I had uh, one question for um, John Remus. Um, mentioned the possibility of uh, outflows increasing from Gavin's point. Um, so that's not definitely going to happen, but w what are the chances of that happening? I, I really couldn't tell you what the chances of that are. I just wanted to make people aware that uh, we are going to have high flows through the end of the, uh, end of the year, and if we get significantly more runoff than we have uh, projected, uh, we would probably have to increase flows. But uh, right now, as Kevin really said, we're tracking on our forecast. So. Okay. Thanks. That's all the questions I had. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, Joel, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm with the uh, Elwood Gladden Drainage District and South St. Joe, Missouri Drainage District. And uh, I have a couple of questions. Uh, first, I want to make a statement. As everybody should know, the, uh, we haven't been able to open our gates on either side for a long time. So uh, with our localized rainfall, we're uh, full again. So at any point, uh, you can see your way to slow the discharge down so we can have two or three to two or three days to drain again. We would appreciate it. Uh, the second question I have is for someone with Mr. Remus's group. Do you anticipate that you will have all of the water out of the flood control system by December? We will not have uh, all of it evacuated by December. We will uh, have the majority of it evacuated, but the remainder we plan to evacuate over the winter. And how long do you think it will take to have it completely evacuated? Uh, right now we're looking at either the end of January or the first part of February. And you'll be able to do that by reducing the flows, or you'll continue to maintain the flow at something uh, over 20,000? Our models show that uh, once we reduce for the winter, we can do that by maintaining a 22,000 CFS release from Gavin's Point. And do you anticipate draining? Uh, so we've had this circumstance here for at least two years in a row. Do you anticipate uh, reducing the amount of uh, water that's in the main pool? No. And would it be beneficial if you would reduce the amount of water that's in the main pool? Uh, the, the ability to do that right now over this year is just not there. Is there some sort of danger that you incur if you uh, have a high flow of water past December? Uh, yes, uh, it depends on what you mean by high flow and where. Well, 20,000 20, is not very much compared to what we've had the balance of this summer. So what if you left it at 40,000? The uh, the issue there is being able to get it out of where it's stored, which is in North Dakota, South Dakota, and Montana. And the ice limits how much water we can get out of those reservoirs in the wintertime. Okay. And then... Um, one, more, one more question. Then somebody, uh, when they were talking about the flooding areas, they, they indicated that there's no flooding in the uh, Casey, Kansas City area. And so I was just curious if it's, there's flooding above and below that, why is there no uh, flooding in the Kansas City area? Adam Lau, can you answer that one, please? Yes, it's because of the levee system in the uh, immediate Kansas City metro area. It can, and it can handle more flow through the Kansas City reach. How, why? Because of the levee condition. 
Yeah, one, well, one, we can convey more water through the Kansas City reach, and then uh, the federal levy system here is is very robust. So, and then once we get below Kansas City, even though we the floodplain widens out, the channel widens out, we, we have significant flooding occurring east of Kansas City pretty much all the way down the system at this point. And, and that's due to pretty much all the levees uh, being breached. Uh, was that, is that Keneven? Yeah, yes, it is, Bill. Yeah, I'll call you offline because I don't get it. Okay, that's all the questions I have, and thanks for answering them. Thank you, Joel. Any other uh, media from State of Missouri? Yes, hello. Sorry? Can you hear me? Yes, uh, your name and organization? I'm Sue Ball. I'm from Columbia, Missouri. I'm sorry, I missed your name. I got Columbia, Missouri, but I didn't get your name. Keely Bell. All right, thank you. Go ahead. Um, um, when will um, Missouri River return to its um, original or regular flow? The, uh, the normal flow or average flow this time of year would be around 35,000 cubic feet per second. Uh, and right now it's 80,000 cubic feet per second. All right. Do you know when it will be back to 35? What's that? Do you know when it will be back to 35,000? We're going to be running 80,000 through the month of November and into December. Uh, when uh, the first part of December, we'll start reducing flows incrementally down to our winter releases of 22,000. All right. That was the only question I got. Thank you. Thank you. Again, any additional questions, State of Missouri? Okay, State of Montana. Again, star six to unmute your phone. Nebraska. North Dakota. Hi, this is Josh. Dakota. In Omaha. Josh, go ahead. Yeah. Do you all anticipate any additional flooding or problems with the precipitation we're seeing this week? Kevin Lau, can you answer that, please? Yes. Uh, the rainfall that's happened over the past uh, 36 hours in Missouri and that we expect uh, uh, for the remainder of today uh, will likely result in um, tributary flooding in the state of Missouri. I'm talking the Grand River Basin, uh, the Osage, uh, some of the smaller trips. So yes, I do expect um, renewed minor to moderate level flooding along the tributaries and how that transitions into the Missouri River itself. It'll simply hold up the recession that's currently going on on the Missouri River. <coughs> does that answer your question, sir? It does. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any other questions, Josh? Not at the moment, thanks. All right. Thank you. Uh, back to uh, any other uh, reporters, media from uh, state of Nebraska? North Dakota? South Dakota? Wyoming, 
Any national press or additional questions before we adjourn? Okay. As a reminder, the next call is scheduled.